We go from a 15-game slate on Monday to no games on Tuesday to a 13-game slate on Wednesday. So right back to some craziness. I told myself today, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take today off, relax, go outside. Didn't happen. Fired up some action contest, Mac football tonight. And uh, yeah, we're getting an early look on this 13-game NBA slate. So if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. And we'll be talking about the 13-game NBA slate on DraftKings. I also make content for NFL, DFS, as well as prize picks. Prize picks, they are the sponsor of the video. You can use my code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. It's a player prop site. Very fun. A lot of different sports you can uh, pick from. And yeah, you can pick two, three, four, up to five player props win up to 10 extra money. So if you're a first-time user... Take advantage of that code, free money, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. If you have any questions, let me know. If you guys are looking for premium content, you can check out my Patreon, linked down below. And uh, yeah, let's get into the video. So really quick, let's recap my lineup here from last night. So last night, I honestly thought it was going to be a really, really good night. I was looking, I was like, oh, this is, this is going to be a very good night. And then Lakers blow out. And Sabonis foul trouble after he had like 40 in the first half. So, ugh. Uh, I basically people were asking about the Lakers and I was like, the only way you should fade the Lakers tonight is, is if you think they get blown out, because if they keep it competitive, obviously Westbrook and AD are way too cheap and the value is way too cheap. Uh, but the faders did get bailed out. They did get that blowout, which was possible, right? I think it was like a six and a half point spread. Um, Westbrook also got in foul trouble too. That was very tilting. Um, but yeah, they basically didn't play at all in the fourth quarter. So you give that fourth quarter to Westbrook and AD. They're both, you know, absolutely smashing. So that was, you know, a bit tilting. And I went to a low-owned Austin Reeves. I didn't really understand why Troy Brown and Kendrick Nunn were picking up so much ownership. And Austin Reeves was picking up none. So he basically, like, matched those guys. Again, that didn't make a lot of sense to me, the ownership there. I did go to a low-owned Nas Reed. Um, he was fine. I, it was looking like the game was going to blow out. I was rooting for the blowout because I like Nas would have played in the blowout. But Minnesota kept it relatively competitive, so the starters ended up playing the whole fourth quarter. What did really tilt me, though, was Brandon Clark. I thought he was the best play of the slate once we got that late news that Steven Adams was out. And he played over 30 minutes, but the faders went unpunished. Only 20 fancy points. That was super, super tilting. I originally had uh, Darius Garland here, but did have to move a couple things around once we got Hartenstein news that he wasn't starting. I pivoted off Hartenstein. Was surprised how popular he still was. He was like 35-40% I saw in some contests. So I didn't understand why people kept Hartenstein coming off the bench. I didn't think he was an awful play, but I knew he was going to be overowned. I just didn't want to you know, hold hands with the field on that one once he wasn't starting. So I went to Clark, went to low on Sabonis. Who again had like 40 at half. I was looking good. And then right back to foul trouble. And he comes in the fourth and does nothing. So that was very, very frustrating. Like I said, it was looking like a possible massive night for me. And then you get some bonus foul trouble, you get the Lakers blowout, and I end up just missing the cash in tournament. So, yay, yay. Uh, but I did something I haven't done in a while, too. I withdrew from both DraftKings and prize picks. Felt good. You know, take some profits. Um, but I have a question for you guys. Since I didn't post the screenshots of my withdrawals on DraftKings and prize picks, did they really happen? Right? Since I didn't post the screenshots, did the withdrawals happen? No. I don't know. All right. Let's talk about this 13 game slate uh, Portland and Charlotte. So, Portland, uh, Lillard, Simons, Nurkic, Grant, all guys expected to play. It's a good matchup. I don't think there's any priorities. Um, I mean, Dame at 9 2 is always fine for GPPs. He had a quiet game in his first game back, but that was a tough match against Miami. 
Nurkic, the minutes have been trending down on him a bit, which is unfortunate. Simons, Grant, like a lot of these guys are priced up from when Lillard's out. So to be honest, outside outside of Lillard, there's not a ton I like. On the Charlotte side, so no Lamella, no Gordon Hayward. Cody Martin's been doubtful for like a month straight. <laughs> it's just like, just rule him out, man. Like, why are you leaving? Why are you listing as doubtful uh, for the past month? But Terry Rozier was relatively popular. Um, he was really a, a big letdown last game, but he did play 38 minutes. Now, the downside is Dennis Smith Jr. ended up playing, so you didn't get as much ball handling for Terry Rozier, but he's still their go to guy. It's still a decent matchup. So. I don't mind going Rozier as a bounce-back candidate there. DSJ, eh, Ubre's fine. There's nothing else that really stands out to me. Peter Washington's okay. Plumlee and Richards split the center minutes. McDaniel should see, you know, mid-20s minutes off the bench. Like, outside of Rozier, I don't think there's any standout plays for Charlotte. Dallas and Orlando. So we do have some news to talk about here for Dallas. Christian Wood is out. And then uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. is questionable. But Luka Doncic, 12-5. Can't go wrong with Luka. Um, yeah, like him if you can afford him. Spencer Dinwiddie, if Hardaway's out, we already have Christian Wood out. You would expect, you know, more usage for Spencer Dinwiddie. He was really bad in 28 minutes, but previous to that, he had played 30-plus minutes the last four games. So, do have some interest in Dinwiddie, especially if Tim Hardaway Jr.'s out. You kind of know what you're getting from Dorian Finney-Smith. He should play big minutes, but not going to do a ton with those minutes, most likely. Reggie Bullock, most of the time, will play, uh, you know, close to 30 minutes. But, again, he's low, low usage. Now, with Christian Wood out... They can do a few different things. Uh, JaVale McGee's almost been out of the rotation. They've been going more to Dwight Powell. They can also go more small ball with Maxi Kleba. So this group of the value bigs I do have an interest in. Uh, Dwight Powell's 3-1. He might be the guy I feel the best about 26 and 23 minutes over the last couple games. I do like some Powell. McGee, I mean, with Wood out, you would think he would play some. but um, And he's a good point per minute guy. So I'm definitely like intrigued by McGee. But... Uh, the minutes have not been there of late. And Maxi Kleba, his minutes kind of, you know, go up and down, but he can be used as a small ball big. So, yeah, the group of the bigs do look intriguing. And I want to also mention Josh Green. His minutes have been ticking up. Played 27 minutes last game. Now, I don't necessarily trust it. And Josh Green, normally not the best point per minute guy. But if you want a large tournament play, I do think he's in consideration. For the Orlando match, we literally just got news that Paolo Bancaro was questionable. Um, we also got news that Drew Holiday is doubtful. So, um, we're getting a lot of news actually, uh, like today, like Tuesday. So it is, it is nice. We're getting some of this news already. Um, go bear not the injury report. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Drew holiday doubtful and, and Paul Bancaro questionable. So Bancaro, if he plays, I think is secondary play on the slate. If he misses though, that's where things get really, really interesting because they could do a lot of different things with the starting lineup. You know, it would still start most likely Carter Jr., Franz, Bull, and Suggs. But uh, they could, if I had a guess, I would say it's probably Terrence Ross that starts. They could also go to Chumo Kiki. Either way, there'd be a lot more minutes for those two guys who would look a lot better if Bancaro's out. And then there's a lot more usage for guys like Carter Jr., Franz, my boy, Bull, Bull. Um, you know, Franz has caused me so, so, so much pain. Played him a lot, you know, when, when uh, they were uh, shorthanded and he was playing the point guard position. Just awful every time. Last couple games, smash. So very, very happy for Franz those last couple games. But yeah, Carter Jr., Franz, Bull, Suggs would all look a lot better for Snow Bancaro. If Bancaro plays, I don't think there's any standouts because this is a tough matchup. But if he misses, again, that's where we're going to have some some definitely uh, you know good options for Orlando. Denver and the Pacers. So Nicole Jokic is 11.68. It's a great matchup. If you have the salary, I think he's a good play. Uh, MPJ, Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon all feel a little bit underpriced. So they're all kind of in that same group, though. Um, I, I think they're all, again, a little bit too cheap, but there's no like standouts. Um, probably Murray would be my favorite, but like MPJ, like Gordon, KCP's fine. 
Bones Highlandson playing well off the bench. I'm not messing with Dusty DeAndre or Jeff Green, though, on a 13-game slate. On the Pacer side, so Halliburton, he's been playing consistently, you know, low to mid-30s minutes. I think he's a good play at that price point. Buddy Heald's minutes have also way, it went way up. He's been averaging, you know, 35 to 40 minutes a game. I think he feels a bit too cheap. Benedict Matherin's minutes have a little bit up and down, but um, he's a guy that's definitely flashing a ceiling, and I do like him for tournaments. And Miles Turner probably going to be very popular on the slate, especially after that 62 fantasy point game in 37 minutes. I will just say, though, you can never fully trust Rick Carlisle. Miles Turner was also massive chalk here, and for some reason only put 20 minutes. It wasn't like he was in foul trouble. He just only played 20 minutes that game. So the Pacers, not as bad as the Thunder with the rotation, but it's just like a little bit, you know, you're not going to feel amazing about it. Um, plus, you know, going up against Nicole Jokic, there is some foul risk. But yeah, I do think Turner is definitely underpriced. Jalen Smith, that's what I'm talking about, right? 11 minutes, two fancy points. Next game, 29 minutes, 34 fancy points. So he, like, he has a ceiling if you're confident with the minutes, but his minutes are way up and down. Duarte missed last game. Also, Aaron Naismith missed. So that actually could open up value. You saw rookie Andrew Nemhard start. He played 34 minutes, too. So if both those guys are out and Nemhard starts, I do have a little bit of interest in him. You also saw like 17 minutes, I think, from TJ McConnell. He'd be an okay value play. So there's definitely some viable options in the Pacers. Um, top end guys you can feel the best about, but... Value options are in play. It's just like minutes. Yeah, not going to feel great about it. Detroit, Boston, Kate Cunningham. All right. The Kate people need to get, they need to be burned by, they need to be punished by foul trouble. I'm tired of him staying out of foul trouble when I don't have him. When I play in the preseason, every single slate, you better believe massive foul trouble for Kate. So yeah, if you play, if you've been playing Cade over the last few weeks, you deserve pain. You need to have a couple games where he gets in foul trouble. You just need to. You need to feel the pain that I've felt, all right? So, yeah, I mean, if Cade stays out of foul trouble, I like his ceiling a lot, obviously. This group of Bogdanovich, Ivy, Stewart, Bay all look solid. They all feel a bit underpriced. Probably my favorite of the group would be Ivy, who's played, you know, over 30 minutes now in the last five games. So, yeah, that group are all, like, solid plays. I don't think I'm going to mess with the bench, though. But, yeah, the Pistons have been giving the starters good minutes. On the Boston side, Tatum feels priced about right. Jalen Brown feels a little bit underpriced at 8-4. Good matchup. Smart, Horford, Brogdon, this group all are just like kind of looks the same to me in the mid-range. Smart probably the safest uh, going off the minutes. Grant Williams started last game. He did absolutely nothing. And you saw Derek White shift to the bench. Moving on to Houston and Toronto. So once again, I know I have this conversation every time. 29 minutes. 29 minutes. You know what I'm going to say. I don't even have to say it, but yeah, it's a, it's not the best matchup against Toronto, but I like his ceiling a lot. AP, like basically everyone on Houston did well last game. He saw 38 minutes for Kevin Porter Jr. He smashed Jalen Green. I am not tilted whatsoever. No way. I'm really, really, really happy for him. Wow. 34 real life points, 12 of 18 shooting. No way am I tilted from all these times that I played him and he shot 10% from the field at 1% ownership. No way. No way. I'm so incredibly happy for him. 12 of 18 shooting when I finally fade. KJ Martin, 4-7. He had a really good game. He's fine. Jay Shante did just get ruled out. Tari Eason, you also know what I'm going to say there. Eric Gordon's 4-5. He's fine for value. But uh, yeah, that's it for Houston. Moving on to Toronto. Siakam still out. Van Fleet, my favorite option. He's 8.1K. He should play, uh, you know, 35-plus minutes. I like him a good amount here in a good matchup. 
Grouping of Barnes, OG, Trent all look pretty similar. Um, I don't think there's any standouts here. You know, some of these guys have been priced up from when Siakam's been out now, but um, they're all fine options. The value, I just, Nick Nurse, man, come on. Come on. You think, oh, you know, Cloco got in some foul trouble. Oh, it's going to be Achua or Boucher that pick up a lot of minutes because that's normally how it's been. Dust off, watch your Hernan Gomez. Give Thad Young minutes. Come on. All right, if you want to take a shot in one of these bigs, you can for tournaments, but uh, this rotation is starting to piss me off. Nick Nurse is, is starting to piss me off. Utah and Atlanta. Markkanen, we know he has a high ceiling. 7-6, though, feels priced about right. The guards feel a little bit too cheap in Clarkson and Conley. I think the ceiling's a bit higher in Clarkson than, than Conley, but Conley has gone for 30-plus fans points now the last three games. Olenek, he's a very frustrating roster. He's playable at 5-4. Vanderbilt's questionable if he misses. Malik Beasley most likely starts, who went for uh, 22 minutes and 19 fans points. He'd be a solid value. I do still like Sexton, even though the prices come up. Um, he's been playing consistently close to 30 minutes, so do still like Colin Sexton. Hessler played a lot more because of the blowout, so don't know if I necessarily trust those minutes for him, but if you think Kelly O gets in foul trouble, yes, you can take a shot on Walker Kessler. On the Atlanta side, I was really surprised how low-owned DeJounte Murray was. Um, he went for 59 fancy points, and the faders should have been punished more, but that game turned into a random blowout. So if there's no Trey Young again, I really like DeJounte Murray. But surprisingly, none of like the secondary plays did anything. You would have thought Collins you know, would have been a, you know, got a usage bump and did more. He didn't do anything. Neither did DeAndre Hunter. Aaron Holliday didn't, didn't do a ton in the, in the starting lineup. It was a couple of random guys. It was uh, Jalen Johnson was solid off the bench at 3.4K. He had a decent game. And then out of nowhere, we just see a rookie A.J. Griffin go for 31 minutes and 37 fantasy points. Now, I don't necessarily trust that would happen again, but did want to mention it. Um, more often than not, though, if Trey Young is out, John Collins should be the number two offensively. You should get a little bit more usage for Hunter. Aaron Holiday would be a solid value. So... Those guys would all be in play if Trey Young is out. If Trey Young is in, I don't think there's any standouts. Uh, mainly, we'd be looking to the two guards and Trey and DeJounte. All right, New York and Brooklyn. So keep an eye on the starting lineup. Last game, these two teams played. Hardenstein did start and play 38 minutes. Uh, Mitch Robinson's still out. So Randall, Brunson, Barrett, all are solid options. A good matchup. Randall being my favorite. Um, his minutes have ticked up um, over the last few games. He played 40 minutes two games ago against Boston. Wait, it was against Boston, actually. I don't know why I thought it was against Brooklyn. It was against Boston where Hartenstein played uh, 38 minutes. So Hartenstein, um, I would only play him if he starts. If he comes off the bench, not a ton of interest in him. So keep an eye on that one. They did start rookie Jericho Sims. Again, he's like a solid defender. But will they need him against Nick Claxton? Probably not. So I would think they go back to Hartenstein here, but we will see. Obi Toppin had a solid game off the bench in 26 minutes. Um, you know, I mentioned him as a viable option against Boston. He didn't do a ton. And, of course, the next game goes for 36 fancy points. Um, again, they did go a bit small ball with him. Cam Reddish, I mean, the minutes have been there. He's been averaging, like, 0.2 fantasy points a minute. Last two games he started, 37 minutes, 13 fantasy points, and 29 minutes and 9 fantasy points. But, yes, he's playable at the price point. He's going to continue to play 30 minutes a game. Kevin Durant, 11K. I think he's a decent option. Should play close to 40 minutes. Very clearly their go-to guy. Ben Simmons is back, so that does hurt Claxton a bit. We'll see if Ben Simmons starts here. Claxton's still in play. Royce O'Neal is safe. He's playing huge minutes. Um, price point feels about right, though. Cam Thomas has played a lot more of late, averaging about 30 minutes a game. I think he's still in play for GEPPs. If you want to take a shot in a 4.2K Joe Harris, you can. Seth Curry's minutes have been way down. Um, don't think I'm messing with anything else. New Orleans and Chicago. So we actually do it. I think we just got the news... We can news that he's questionable or he's out. Uh, he's questionable. So um, this is actually somewhat significant because if Larry Nance gets ruled out, they can do one of two things. 
They could give a lot more minutes to Jonas Valanciunas, who at 7K would be a good tournament play, or or they could just dust off, you know, Hernan Gomez or Jackson Hayes. I'm not sure the direction they would go there if Nance gets ruled out. But yeah, Zion, CJ Ingram, these guys are all in play for GPPs. I don't think there's any standouts. If I had to pick one, it probably would be Zion. I'm not really messing with any of the value here for New Orleans. We know where the usage is coming from for the Pelicans. It's those main four guys. On the Chicago side, um, I mean, Levine would probably be my favorite player at 7-4. Levine, DeRozan, Vooch. Also, again, you know where the offense is running through. I'm not playing Io at 5K. Caruso feels priced about right. I mean, can you go to, like, Pat Williams and Goran Dragic? Yeah, they're fine plays. Kobe White's still out. Dragic did play 25 minutes last game. But, yeah, let's move on to Milwaukee and OKC. So the news that we just got, which is very, very important, Drew Holiday is doubtful. So the Bucs, they can do a lot of different things here. They can shift Javon Carter to the point and start, like, Jordan Nawara. They can throw Grayson Allen back in the starting lineup, start Carter at the point. They could start George Hill at the point. Like, they could do a lot of different things here. But basically, my thoughts are hard not to like Giannis. Um, no Drew Holiday. You would think this game, you know, probably will stay competitive against the Thunder. So Giannis looks phenomenal there at the top. I do think, you know, Bobby Portis gets a bit more usage at 6'8", though. I don't love the price. Brooke Lopez feels all right. But yeah, this group of like, unfortunately, we have to consider this group of like gross guards. So Grayson Allen, again, he's, but he shifted to the bench, but he's the guy that should see more minutes. Javon Carter could play the point. Um, he's a viable value. You could have Dusty George Hill be inserted in the starting lineup. He's been really, really bad. Jordan Wara is a guy that will chuck when he's out there. I think he's a viable value. So all kind of comes down to, I'm not playing Bochamp though. He's been awful. Um, but yeah, basically I don't think I want to play Wes Matthews either. Um, but this group of like Grayson, Javon Carter, Jordan Noir, probably the guys that are most interested in with Drew Holiday out as far as value goes. On the Thunder side, Shea Gillis Alexander, I mean, you know what you're getting from him. He's gonna play big minutes, he's their clear go-to guy. He does feel a bit underpriced. The minutes have been down on Gideon Dort, but they're just playing so many guys. Uh, basically, outside of Shea, if you want to take some shots in these cheap guys who cut in tournaments, there's no rhyme or reason for anything. Um, I'm not tilted about Mike Muscala when I took a shot at him at no ownership against Denver. Next two games, 15 and 19 fancy points. No, I that's not. I am not tilted again. No way. No, no, no. Uh, but yeah, if you want to take some shots in those Thunder, you can. I'm not doing it on this slate. Now, Phoenix, also, this could get really interesting if Chris Paul is out. He's questionable. Basically, if Paul's out, Booker looks phenomenal. He would get a lot more, uh, you know, probably ball handling duties. He would look great. And then Cam Payne would look amazing at 4-3. Started the second half last game. Would really like Payne and Booker if there's no Paul. DeAndre Ayton went to the locker room, but ended up returning, played 31 minutes. Um, he does feel a little bit too cheap here going up against a big front court. Mikel Bridges played 44 minutes last game. Um, I think he's a relatively safe play in the mid-range. If you want to go to a Torrey Craig, you can. He was disappointing in 22 minutes. Um, and then, yeah, there's no Chris Paul. You probably just see a little bit more on for guys like Lee and Landry Shamet. Those guys are playable at close to the min price. If Chris Paul is in, then I don't think there's any standout plays. But if he's out, that's where, again, you, you have a lot of interest in the Phoenix side. On the Minnesota side, Gobert expected back. Kind of the same thing I'll say about the Pelicans. If you want to take shots on guys like D'Lo, Gobert, Edwards, or Talon in, tournament, in tournaments, you can. There's no standout plays. We don't have to really deal with the Valley here. McDaniels is in foul trouble almost every single game. But uh, yeah, Minnesota, pretty easy team to talk about. Memphis and San Antonio. So I do want to mention Jaws. Minutes did tick up a bit last game, played 35 minutes. It's been frustrating. They've been keeping him like low 30s. But if he can play like mid 30s minutes, then I do have some interest in him for GPPs. 
Bain, Brooks feels priced about right. Adams is questionable. If he misses, I would really like Clark. The faders went unpunished last slate, which is so incredibly tilting because he was the best player of the slate once Stephen Adams got ruled out. Um, but would really, really like him if there's no Adams again. Santa Claus Aldama has been very bad of late. Again, but when he was giga chalk the first couple slates, you better believe he was going for six blocks and nailing all his threes. Um, if you want to take some shots in like Conchar or like these rookies, you can, but mainly it's it's uh you know Brandon Clark if there's no Adams, and then you know, maybe a little bit Anderson Jock. And the Spurs side, no standout plays here, but the main guys all look okay for tournaments. Keldon, Pirtle, Vassell, Jones. Probably my favorite of the bunch would be Devin Vassell at 6'5. Richardson did close last game, but there, there's there's a chance he could only play 20 minutes or so. Keep on Zach Collins' news. If he misses, you could get some more run for guys like Roby or Jang, but still don't know if it's necessary to go there on this slate. Lakers and Clippers also got to keep on this news. LeBron, Walker, and Beverly all missed last game. If they're all out again, I mean, these Lakers are underpriced. Once again, I will say the only real risk you run into is potential blowout because this Lakers team is really, really bad. But if all these guys are out, AD and LeBron or AD and Westbrook are both too under are both too cheap. Westbrook dealt with foul trouble plus the blowout. So would really like Westbrook and AD. And then this group of value would still be too cheap. Troy Brown, 4K, he played 25 minutes. Austin Reeves played 30 minutes. Um, he didn't do a ton. And then Kendrick Nunn as um, massive chalk, not Matt Ryan, Kendrick Nunn. As Matthew Chalk had a decent game too. So Nunn, Reeves, Troy Brown will look really, really good for value. Wedding Gabriel did start. Um, he would be okay, but I think I'd rather go to the likes of like Brown, Reeves, and Nunn. Um, you also did see Max Christie in the rotation. I'm probably not going to go there. He's also really, really, really bad. But if LeBron, Lonnie, and Beverly are all in, then there's no standout plays for me here. On the Clippers side, so basically the only news is there's no Kawhi. Everyone else is in. Paul George, fine for tournaments to tend to, but does feel a bit pricey. I do like Big Zubac. Uh, the minutes have been pretty consistent for him. Uh, down game last game, but that was a tough matchup. This is a much, much better spot for him. So if he can avoid foul trouble, I do like his ceiling. Marcus Morris been playing a ton of minutes. 6K, that feels priced about right. Reggie and Wall have split the point guard duties. Powell at 4-5, his minutes been ticking down. Terrence Mann, I will mention, he has played 30 minutes back-to-back games. I still don't necessarily trust it. So, like, if he's a guy that's going to be very popular tomorrow, I'll probably fade. If he's going to be relatively low on, then I think he's a solid value. And the last game here, Cleveland and Sacramento. Can someone tell me why Darius Garland is still 6.9K? Can someone tell me that? I, I don't understand why. So, he stands out as one of the best plays of the slate. Don't think we're going to spend a ton of time on him. He looks amazing. Donovan Mitchell, 9-3. Should play big minutes. I prefer Garland, though, uh, for, for the price point. Both Jared Allen and Evan Mobley had a good game last game. Um, you know, you're going to get, you know, low 30s minutes, most likely for both. They're both solid options. Mobley, 5'9". Uh, Allen is 6'7". Um, I think I prefer slightly Mobley because he's got power forward eligibility. I'm not going to Levert at that price point. You guys know my thoughts on Kevin Love. I always like him for tournaments. His minutes, you know, not necessarily guaranteed. But if he gets a game where he plays 25 minutes like last game, he can have a really, really good game. So I always like me some Kevin Love in tournaments. And I'm not dealing with anyone else on this team. Finally, Sacramento, uh, we know where the offense is running through. It's Fox. It's a bonus. Both these guys should play mid-30s minutes in a competitive game. It is a tough matchup, so they're both more contrarian plays. Um, but yeah, still have interest in those guys. Keegan Murray, the minutes have been ticking down on him. Kevin Herter should play low-30s minutes. He feels priced about right. He's fine. Harrison Barnes saw his minutes go down, but normally he's a guy playing over 30 minutes. He's also an okay value. Malik Monk's the guy that's been playing a bit more of late, 28 and 31 minutes. He is a good point-per-minute guy, so... I do have some interest in Malik Monk, but again, if he's going to be relatively popular on this slate, 
Um, I, it could be a situation where I fade him. So it'll come down to ownership on him. But yeah, if you're going to get, you know, 25 plus minutes from Malik Monk, he's definitely underpriced at 4 too. So yeah, guys, that's going to wrap it up for the video. Again, if you haven't enjoyed the DFS content, make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Hope you guys have a great day. Enjoy your day off, and I'll see you all in the next video.